0: Welcome to the latest episode of It's Your World Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Brown, aka Dane Allen, aka Uptown Jordan Brown, aka Big Bugs Brown. <laughs> that one that one's never gonna stick, but uh yeah, I gotta come up with some very nicknames. names. How are you? I'm like I start off every episode. I'm glad to hear that. Um Yeah, man, it's been a couple of weeks since we had a new episode up, and I want to first start this episode off by saying, uh, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Um, It's interesting to see the outpour of love and, you know, care that people had for this man who actually just... kind of, he was making changes. You know, he was doing his thing. He was helping his community out. He was um, teaching people how to um, change their lives and things like that. I really just, uh, it was a real somber moment to hear that news. And you listen to his music, you take that all in, then you hear the news reports about the things that he was doing for his community and the people around him and the people who, you know he reached out to and reached out to him, and you know he had a huge impact on a lot of individuals, so you kind of um have to pay your respects to somebody like that and I wanted to start this episode off with a moment of silence for him, you know um, we didn't really get into that aspect of his passing because I mean. Everybody's been talking about it, it's all over the place and it's interesting to see, you know, people not even in hip hop and everything like that really just express their, you know, concern for the situation and to see how everyone came together and really just had a, a lot of great things to say and share about him, his life and his legacy. I uh, wanted to um yeah, just start this episode off with a moment of silence. Thank you, and um, I want to say I appreciate you guys checking out last week's episode with Bert Young, who was actually the second-to-last edition of the Comedians Corner segment of It's Your World. You know, I have interviewed a few other comedians or comics before Bert came on the show, and I put up those episodes on the instagram page and on twitter as well to kind of let you guys go back and check those out and see exactly what it's like to be a comic and you know how we um come up with material we write our processes of getting all the the information we need to put things together on stage and what it's like to actually come up with some material and go out there on stage and and it might not work and I think Bird did a good job of basically just letting us know what it's like to be a comedian and have a family, um, trying to make it in comedy and being paid to do comedy. You know, because a lot of times you can just start off doing open mics and everything like that, and you get your first paid gig. It's real. It's it's either late or early. You know, you you never think that you know it's at the right time, but. Whenever you get started and you start doing comedy and you do start, you know, making money doing it or getting paid to do it, you kind of just, um, you get a little bit more um, motivated. You get more motivated to perfecting what you're doing and trying to get better at it. You know, a lot of people say, okay, well, you, you know, you really can't, You, you just, either you're funny or you're not. You know, that that might be it, but it's also, it takes time to kind of, A process, you know, it takes time. It's also a process to kind of get everything together and get on stage and actually try to do well. So thank you guys for checking out that episode. Thank you, Bird, for being on the show. But this guest for this week is Mr. Alan Ford. He's actually uh, one of the first comics I'd ever met doing comedy, and he's the first comic one of the first comics to ever actually let me be on the show you know this is his first show producing it and getting other comics together and putting the lineup together and i wanted to um actually have him on the show to discuss what it's like you know producing your first comedy show um We had talked about this a while ago. He had planned this out almost sometime last year and had been talking about it for so long. So I wanted to have him on to talk about that. And I hope you guys enjoy the show. Don't forget to subscribe and review. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at It's Your World Pod underscore. And I hope you guys enjoy the show. How are you, sir? Good. Good to see you again, man. Yes. Thank you for uh, letting me be on your show last weekend. You're welcome. Truly really appreciate any, any that. Time. I don't know why I'm talking like this. But you, mean, you just <laughs> jump right into right. it. That's the No, um, intro now, this is the second time I had you on the podcast, bro. Mainly because you were one of the early episodes that I did of the podcast. Yes. And That's one of your first ones. I wanted to ask you on again to talk about the progress you've made. Did your own special type of Yes. Thing. How was time. that as an accomplishment?
1: It was fun. I, I tell you this when you doing an hour, you remember the first 10, and then you just mm-hmm. black out the rest of I was up there for an hour and 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I remember the first 10 minutes. Be honest, after those last, I remember my jokes, but
0: I can't remember the reaction. To it. <laughs> I thought you did pretty well, man. I was um impressed with the stage presence, the poise. The Pinpoint accuracy of all the jokes.
1: Well, that whole day I was uh, I was just prepping myself. Well, ain't nobody gonna ruin this day because mm-hmm. it started off. I was woken up by somebody to ask me, Could they drive? I ain't gonna say no names. <laughs> yeah, you ain't gotta look at her. She over there in the corner, right now. <laughs> she can't even hear me. Right. She had so. But she asked, cause she drives Like, for what mm-hmm. just to take a friend? And so I drove her around, took a friend to the bank. Went to the mall. And then I went home. Had to deal with somebody else. Mm. But she went to work. So I didn't have to deal with that. So it's just me and Phoenix there. I tried to take a nap. Mm. But the thing is, when you drink an uh, energy drink, you ain't going to fall asleep. Right? I, true, that's
0: I, why they call it an energy I, drink. Well, I thought because... I was going to
1: crash after I drank it. Oh. So I was like, you know, I'm so good. And I go to sleep after that. I ain't go to sleep. I was, So I was just up. I was riding with fumes the entire day. I think I woke up at 7 that morning.
0: Mm-hmm
1: woke up 7 that morning. And I was just on fumes. I was How? rehearsing like an hour before saying, I left. Yeah.
0: What was the preparation like before then? Because I know we did a couple of open mics together. And, before that? Yeah.
1: No, see what I did was uh, Sunday after work, I went to a couple.
0: Mm.
1: And then Monday, I went to Riddles. Then Tuesday, I went to Angels. Then Wednesday, I went to Cigars. Thursday and Friday, and I'm mm. not the jokes till Saturday. But the way I prepared for it, I didn't know what I was going to open up with at all. I did not. I figured, you know, I just talk about my family. But I, you know, that whole piece of paper where I had all my jokes and mm-hmm. the cellars, I just rehearsed all those jokes in time. Though. So, and to be honest, I still had like another 10 minutes to do because wow. I didn't close on the right. I know I didn't close on the right deal.
0: That's the thing. I think my longest set has been maybe like 45, 35, 45 minutes. Nice. Right. And to prepare for that, did you feel like you had everything down or was it, were you really like going through it? Over and over and over and over again in your head. I had everything
1: down because I said the same jokes all the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember them. I got a good memory. And I record it all the time, too. Mm-hmm. So I got, like, two other phones with a bunch of recordings on them. And I'm all and I just record them. Hmm. And so it's pretty easy. It's like remembering a song,
0: basically. And if you listen to it over and over again, it okay. you know all the words. One of the
1: jokes, uh, I think the one where I talked about the boys' game.
0: Mm-hmm. I just put that in there the boys game. you already sound like an old man <laughs> the boys man
1: i just found out my dad's old right. that's how old my dad is he has a room now where it's furnished and everything can't nobody sit in it
0: i mean i feel like once you get to that level of oldness yeah that's no, old that's that's, thing, that's 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 like old vip old, old. Like, you
1: can't he gets mad when
0: people sit on yeah the vip old is like 56 between between 56 to about 60 or so once you cross that threshold but
1: he he's. You like, can get
0: a room with furniture that nobody furniture.
1: He's fifty three and he oh, knows how to work. The so phone. maybe
0: it starts earlier.
1: But he still <laughs> know how to work his phone and technology and all that. But the, that's the first room in the house is those couches.
0: <laughs> and he got so, this you know, white carpet. Right. He gotta
1: walk past a comfortable ass room so nobody can sit in it. He gets mad when people sit in it. It's like what's the point of spending the money on the furniture that's in here?
0: Well, maybe because he just got it. It's clean. He don't
1: want nobody to fuck you up. he don't want nobody sitting there. He's general. He said say, even if you take a shower, don't sit in my room. <laughs> what is this?
0: It's real, man. But what else is going on with you, dude? Um, how was it getting the show together? What was that like? What was that process like? Getting a show together? Yeah, I've never put on a, well, a show. I had to find a venue. Right.
1: And when I thought about a venue, I thought, well, I'm not really nobody. I got to <laughs> find a small venue. Mm-hmm. So the smallest venue I could think of with good acoustics and a good recording was a DZ record, because I performed there back in 2016, mm-hmm. and I I remember Ben, and Brennan Weaver used to run it, but Brennan, when I talked to Brennan at first, he said he doesn't run the room, mm-hmm. so I went straight to the source, okay. talked to Ben, and then <laughs> that was back in September.
0: Really? So you've But you did mention, it, I think uh, it was OJ that said in his set, like, Yeah. Yeah, Alan asked me about this like three years ago. Like, what you doing in April 2019?
1: Like, <laughs> him and Derek's like, if, I don't know if I'm going to be alive in 2019. I was like, For real? Mm-hmm. It's September still.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> y'all, live, y'all don't live that far. But I spent, then I got everybody else. It was supposed to be Rebecca. Shout out to Rebecca. Mm-hmm. But she had an emergency. She told me two days ahead of time. So, okay. I had to find a host. So, uh, and the host had to be female.
0: Yeah.
1: Can't have no male host. Because it's all guys on the show. The right. host has to be female. So I thought of two people who could host. I first text Candace. Okay. She didn't reply back. She didn't reply well, back. But she came to the show too. She that was dope to see her. She replied back the day
0: of.
1: Okay. And then I was like, okay. Candace ain't answering the day I text her. She ain't answering. So I replaced. So I uh, messaged Ashley. Mm-hmm. Ashley Lusk. She replaced me. She uh. I said replace.
0: reply to me. She replied to, to me. You. My bad. You no. said text and reply yeah, to Yeah, it. it's reply Yeah.
1: She replied to me early. So, she, like five minutes. within five minutes. So, she said she'll do it. And then, of course, she asked the normal questions. Is there pay? hmm I should have said no to see what was going to happen. Right. Of course, she was
0: going to get paid. But,
1: you know, everybody got paid except for one person who left
0: after the show. Well, see, what happened was, no, literally, like, mm-hmm. when your, when your mom takes a nap at a comedy show. It's like, I'm like, she could be offending everybody in the room right now.
1: Doing the intermission, man, Miss Brown. Well, she yeah, was she didn't catch she some Z. She's <laughs> out of here. But
0: woke we'll back up for the rest of the yeah. show, so. Right it was too late for her. She was yeah. gone. All right, and that's, that was the funny thing, dude. Just to be able to be on a show like that and then have all those, all those people turn to a, a totally different type of venue. Like, when you see this place for the first time, you're like... Really, like this is where we're going to be performing comedy. at. it's interesting, mainly because it was so intimate. I think that what made it, that's what made it kind of right. weird to me.
1: Right. He used to have comedy shows there all the time. Brendan mm-hmm. Weaver. Now in October, me and Brendan Weaver are put together shows there. He wants to do it October, January during that time because he says in the basement during the mm-hmm. summer gets really hot there, and he doesn't want that. So like that
0: fall once the winter breaks, break. so weather breaks then. So damn, we're putting man. together shows. I'll be down be, hopefully, you know. I can get on with,
1: you know. Yeah, he's got a I already told Brendan Oeber, look, I'ma find all the urban comics you find the white people.
0: Cause <laughs> we're both but divide and conquer. It'll like,
1: be a good show. Because you have a mature of comics, you have a diverse lineup.
0: hmm one. So you are already going into like the next moves and everything like that. Yeah,
1: but that's not until October. It's a <laughs> so long window between now and October. I haven't even heard or seen the special yet.
0: Really, he's his, he's you know, like a rough he, drive?
1: No, he get to work. He told me he get to work on it a couple of weeks Saturday. He told me that, and it's like, all right, take your time, man. You got a lot to do because mm-hmm. he has bands coming in and out. He has booked like crazy. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, take your time. I, I should ask him because I put the special on his YouTube page. That'll he has
0: a, a different performance. thousand. no, man,
1: he has a few thousand subscribers. Get it out to a thousand people like that. Plus, people I know. Add to that, tell them to go to their page. So it probably help both of us out.
0: Mm. I mean, that's not a bad move, bro. Um, so now that you get your feet wet with producing a show, you know, do you plan to do more for yourself or more for other comics? Myself. Things?
1: I'm telling you, you asked, right? The hassle of producing a show Or running a mic mm-hmm. Random messages in the middle of the day For no reason You're not even thinking about it Somebody will send you Like people would send you a message Talking about Hey what about this show What right. about that show I haven't had it happen to me mm-hmm. I've seen it happen Like Cal Cal we would just be at El Gallo After right. Riddle Somebody would message him about a spot on That's when they were running the uh, Plano show mm-hmm. Somebody would just cool. message him
0: I just know, random just randomly. about yeah. getting on the show or about being getting on the show,
1: show being yeah. on the show like that I can't do that that's too much I rather worry about me and then if if I'm running the show I'll worry about the comics on that show because mm-hmm. I picked those people because I know what kind of funny they are
0: right
1: like you guys I the way the lineup was set I actually set that lineup because I knew how I wanted it to be okay I wanted Marcus, Marcus was supposed to go before the intermission, but Brennan asked me to switched it up, because Brennan was already, I was like, okay, that's fine, as long as Brennan go. Mm-hmm. I wanted Derek to go first, because Derek would break the tension of the black person. <laughs> he broke the tension, and then, I guess I wanted Marcus to go second, okay. but, because Marcus goes second, because Marcus would pick their energy up a little bit, and Marcus is funny, but Marcus went before the intermission. Mm-hmm. Was, no, Marcus went, Marcus did go second, didn't he? Yeah, Marcus went second. And then it was Brennan. Mm-hmm. Then it was OJ after intermission. Right. So OJ can bring the energy back up in the row. And then you. Right. Because I told you, I kinda, you kind of knew where you were going. Mm-hmm. And then...
0: Like, There's a headline.
1: So you, the thing is, when you pick... Him, up, why I tried to go after you a lot after open
0: mics. What? Oh, oh, just because you were getting, getting used room. to that? Well, I mean, like, the open mic was totally different. From, open mics are totally different from the damn show, bro. Like, that that energy in the room was great. Everybody seemed like they were having a good time. Everybody did well, you know. It wasn't like any comic struggle or anything like that. And I thought that was... That's dope that you... It's funny that you mentioned that that you took the time to figure that out. It's like... What was that process like? Figure (laughs) that out? Like who to be on it? Right. Okay, well, to be honest, when I first started...
1: and I planned it out. The only comedian I had in mind was you. Mm. Because I told you about it.
0: I I I told
1: you about that a long time ago. Then, I got the okay from Ben... He said, "Okay, you need this. You need at least five cents comics." It's like, no. He asked me. He said, "How many comics you like?" I was like, "I was gonna go three or four because yeah. I was thinking uh, opener, host opener, feature headline." Mm-hmm. But he's like, "No, how about nine? And I was like, "I'm not doing nine that comics. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be there all night." Yeah. So we both agreed on like. He has six. We had six. So OJ and Derek were already we were doing the skits when he gave me the, the message and OJ and Derek are right there and they were just sitting there talking and they were talking about not getting enough stage time. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got you, I can put you on the yeah, show, I sure. got you. And that Rebecca, because I like the way Rebecca hosts.
0: I think we saw her host the open mic like two or three times. When yeah, I say
1: Rebecca hosts a few mm-hmm. shows. She's hosts at the improv okay. and all that, but Rebecca knows me as a person. Mm-hmm. And so I figured the introduction would be nice. And Rebecca's funny. she knows, And Ashley also knew me as the person, too. So I got to get somebody else. So that was cool. that, that up. Uh, uh, who else? Marcus. Because Marcus was just funny. And, then that's how, and Brennan. Brennan was a late addition. Mm-hmm. Because we talked about the room. And he told me he thought I was running the room. Because that was his room for right. a while. He thought I was running. I was like, no, I'm paying $200 <laughs> for this thing. Right. So I didn't know that. And then he talked about a guest spot. And I was like, you know what, man? Do you want to just, just do an actual... Yeah, just be on the show. He was like, all right. And then... That's how I
0: got him. Yeah, he seemed interesting, too, because we're talking about Brennan Weaver, mainly because he was talking to me after the show about how he was just getting back into the Yeah. Group. And he did pretty well, though, you know. So is it for you, is it going to be taking a break or coming up with some new material? Or? I've been
1: going through... I have four new books I have to go through. I... Mm. Uh, to be honest, the special will be released when I have a comfortable fifteen or twenty minutes, nice. cause you can eat off of that for a while. Nice. So once I get that going, which that probably won't take long as much as I do it, but once I get that going, then so it's like a whole, not a somewhat new, hopefully more clean. That's what I mean before. I want to change it. I wrote some goals. I wrote some goals for my new fifteen twenty.
0: I was getting to that point too, thinking about exactly what what are you doing on stage and
1: well, right now I've been just riffing. I haven't really Right. But I wrote a new, somewhat clean, but mostly TV ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, no gay or homosexual jokes, referring from any sexy or jokes about the privates. <laughs> Done that a lot to pass <laughs> <where it is. laughs> Try not to talk about your girl or your kids. Yeah. Always talk about them, but I can't really help that because I'm around. Yeah. And be more animated and creative. I'm not as animated. I'm creative, but... Oh, yeah, and then make it jokes that they don't have to think much about.
0: But I can't help that. Yeah, I think one of the things, too, is once you get comfortable in your material, it's harder mainly because you're like, man, this works. Right. Like, do I really want to start over and write some new shit? <laughs> or do I want to um, have to start from scratch? But here's yeah.
1: the I have jokes, and that's that... That worked. I didn't even tell in that special. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't tell the stripper one. I I didn't tell a bunch of jokes, actually, that I wanted to tell. Mm -hmm. But it seemed the crowd was laughing. I had to let the breed play each joke. But I'll be alright.
0: And that was part of the thing for me, too, bro, is when I was up there, I was trying to, like, get through my set. Because I knew you was going to be up there for a long time. (laughs) I'm like, damn. It's like, how can I be... A better comic in this situation to help you as far as I give you as as much time as possible, meaning having you be able to have the room's attention. Right. Because when you're in a small area like that, everybody can get a little bit uncomfortable and everything. And we have been doing so well. Everybody was laughing. Everybody was enjoying themselves and shit like that. It's like, all right, well do you want to come up in your all? I didn't even want to take the whole light to be honest, bro.
1: How much did you time yourself? How much time I you did you
0: ten thirty, I think. You
1: were good. You right. good. I, and I, I was that surprised
0: time. that, you know, that I had that much time on the um set, but I kind of wanted it to How can I work on my pace? And I was like, let's try to go a little bit faster, keep everybody into it, you know, like you said. But when you were up there, bro, it was methodic, dog. Like, (laughs) the precision was there. Like, it was calm, you didn't seem rushed or anything like that. Like, it was a great set. Everybody was, like, listening and taking it all in. Like, bro, and I want to say... I, I commend you on that shit, bro. Because the hours.
1: Whew. Tim Watson tried to
0: bow at me. I was like, don't do, please don't do that. Don't do that. Don't bow <laughs> because at me. He was don't,
1: so don't do that. Don't do that. It's
0: that. something to say about watching somebody that you've seen do open mics week in and week out over the past year and a half almost to right. prepare for this and then to do so well. But the hours' time is a lot, bro. And we listen to comics talk about this all the time on different podcasts and stuff. It takes years it to come up with a
1: That took four years to do. Wow. That was four years of material. Mm-hmm. Not even from when I first started. I'm going to take the first couple months out because I didn't know how to write a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about four years. Let's wow. just say four years. That's four years of material to do.
0: And it's I mean. kind of true. Once you get going and you start your set, and you get into the meat of the set, and that's only, to me, the meat is like 20, 25 minutes here. 25, up. and you get to that 30-minute marker. And, I, and once I, was, I did a set that long. I'm like, wow, like, you really worked your ass off to get to this point. And you don't even realize it until you're done, like you said.
1: <laughs> now I'm at that point where I tell a joke, and don't work with it, let me get my ass off this stage. Mm-hmm. But before, even leading up to that, I would do these five minutes and be like, man, I want some more time. I need some more time. And now I do a set. Now I'm up there for five minutes. The five minutes feel longer now. Cause really? you're not getting laughs and everything's you
0: started over. What yeah, started over. So you ain't getting
1: those laughs that you used to get. but I'm all right with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's just that five minutes seems so long. I did six minutes at Cigars and Stripes yesterday.
0: Mm-hmm. Longest six minutes of my life. Just riffing, though? I no, think, yeah, just riffing. Yeah, Like, just riffing off of, like, whatever you're thinking of at that time. And then coming off a high, like, doing so well at an hour set, like... It's pretty difficult, bro. I <laughs> almost
1: didn't even go to Riddles Monday. Really? Because I was still on the high. I like, I don't even want to go to Riddles.
0: Then and, I just go. And that was the thing for me. When I went to Riddles on Monday was to try and, you know, hit the same points that I did on my set. And then add more stuff to it a little bit. Just to see how well it would do with the crowd where well, we had like maybe 10, 15 people in the yeah. whole crowd. Yeah, it just it wasn't. It's a different, funny. it's a different vibe. It was super
1: vibe, especially this Saturday. Man, we just performed in front of almost hundred people Saturday. What the fuck are we still doing?
0: <laughs> people were literally on the steps for us <laughs> on Saturday. That was, was, a, was it, it. Was a great experience, man. Was. But wow. um, shows new material. What new influences, man? Other than the goals that you got in front of you. New influence? Yeah. I know the last time we talked, you were reading a little bit more. You were doing... I want to a- stop that. Don't need to read that much anymore. That's done. I read all the comedy books I need to
1: read already. Influence wise, Not a whole lot anymore. Mm-hmm. No. Well, comedy-wise, Mark Henderson. Mm-hmm. It's good, dude. I text him from time to time. Ask him some pointers. But I don't listen or watch a stand-up as much as I did before. Why is that? Because I rather listen to myself and watch myself a lot. Get but watching new people, it's just like, it's, it's the same people that come out. And unless it's Dave Chappelle or Chris mm-hmm. Rock, it's really it's not that funny. Or DL Healer is really not that funny. Kevin Hart special, he spent the first 30 minutes talking about his family, which most especially did, because that's what he's around. Yeah. But after a while, it's just like, he did the callback. You know when he's doing a callback. It's like, ah, oh, man, no. He rushed this. Maybe he did at the old tour arena or something. Mm. If, I feel like if he does more theaters or even a club, like switch it up something. But the way that that,
0: I, I went to his show. Here, he, could sell, like, he could sell like a cl- out club easily, a club for a week. Easily. Because he did the United Center, nothing. nothing and two better. nights, I think it was. And then all Arena. But the way that, that his um, stage was set up made it totally different, too. Um and I think the only time I've seen that might have been with maybe Dane Cook when he did that Boston. with the, with the uh, stage in the middle of the uh arena and everybody can see you from every angle. Right,
1: so you can say it wasn't even original. Well I don't but know. Dan Cook Dan Cook did it first,
0: man. Well, I mean Dan Dane Cook actually wrote the whole like blueprint for successful comedy like the New Millennium, where you talk about I'm sorry, what? So you 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 never heard people talked about his rise?
1: Dan Cook. Yeah. He set the stage for new millennials people new like millennials with, of comedy?
0: with the different mailing lists, social media and all oh, that okay, stuff. Okay. Like he was around He at was the, a soldier of <laughs> <laughs> the soldier boy a comedy. Soldier Boy was the mean,
1: first guy. If ride. you yes. want to put
0: it that way, like he was one of the guys that, you know, set the set the blueprint. Like this is I did this, 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 and this. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be successful if you do this shit, right. but it will help you. <laughs> like, with mailing lists and different shit like that. So, I thought it was a decent... I thought he did pretty good. I thought that show was pretty good. Um,
1: he had some he had some jokes in there. Now, now, the whole thing was just like, oh, this ain't funny. It was some jokes. The baby shitting on the carpet, that was funny. Because well, I was, like, hold on. Now I'm questioning myself. Did I shit on this carpet? <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. The uh, the gun compartment one was funny. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was just like
0: I have to watch it again. Yeah, I'll watch it. It was a, it was a while ago that I saw it, and then to um, we talk about like environment and stuff of the show. Like I thought you did great with that, dude. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm honing in on that because I know you said well, I have to get a smaller video because I'm not really nobody. But like, I thought that that sh- that shit was amazing for. Her. The little show that we did. Oh yeah. You know.
1: <laughs> Especially shout out to the comics who came out. Tim Brennan was mm-hmm. there. Uh Bert
0: Candace. Bert Young
1: Candice came. Yeah, uh, came too. Tim Watson was there.
0: Uh, I forget the other guy's names. David.
1: Brian Stern. Stern was there, but Stern was there. Brian Stern was there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And
1: Fr- uh, Francisco Sembra. <laughs> That's his name. I think his last name is proud but Francisco is there, man. Mm. He goes to cigars a lot. He okay, so I haven't been to cigar construction
0: in a minute.
1: That place is. That place gets packed now. But depending on where you at, if you get last or not, you can go up after John Griffin. <laughs> I always go out after two people who like just kill the room. Not even in the but hood, like
0: right. that's the thing, dude. Is, is getting to that point where are you thinking? do I want to kill every time I'm on stage? Is that what you want?
1: That's what I want to do. I always had that mentality. But this past week, after doing Saturday, and I'm I'm like, got to get back in the swing of things, it's like, no, I'm just going to riff this whole week. I don't really want to try. Mm -hmm. Because normally when a person goes ahead of you and they make the crowd laugh, you come up there, you can say one joke, and then the crowd will be on your side the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. Because you know how to win them over. I know how to win the crowd over. But if they ain't laughing, and I have to try to be funny. Yesterday, I had to try to be funny for six minutes in Sweet. my coat. That was the dumbest thing ever. I was wearing this coat. No
0: hoodie, just sweating, this jacket. Sweating boots. Sweating like crazy. And then, that's the thing about Cigar and Stretch. <laughs> it's not even like a big-ass venue, but it just seems like you be up to hurt, bro. It be
1: up The crazy part is, I'm, I'm expecting people to talk. You know, when people right. talk... Gets me more into it. I'm trying to be funny. Because what they do. When they're quiet, as cigars are stressed. That's the scariest. <laughs> that's the scariest. I heard somebody light their, light, light their cigar Dang. yesterday. I was funny for probably two minutes of my set. I mean, you said there was no a material, did, though. I know, but I did the material at work just to get them on my side. Well, and Then I started riffing. But... I'm like,
0: yeah, that's the point. That's the point, though, is just when you find out, you almost... what I started, what, 2017, 2016? So, you still early on doing comedy. Oh, yeah, no, no. doubt. I mean, bombing doesn't affect
1: me like it used to be. I used to go home mad as hell bombing. Now, I go home, I listen to it, and be like, that wasn't that bad. Right. The thing is, once you, <laughs> learn, how to, you learn how to
0: figure out exactly what what it is you were trying to do with a group, right. okay... You got the idea, then it's like execute. You put it all out there and you say, okay, well, nobody laughed, but they laughed at this point. They laughed <laughs> yeah. here. What about this point? And if you listen
1: real hard on the <laughs> side, it's like, I heard the chuckle. <laughs> so that chuckle right there,
0: how can I? My there. Some's there. Something's I heard there. chuckle. You know, so right. you kind of, you get know, a I think mom is it's damn near normal at some point. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but think with me, once I start with a
1: good one-liner, then everything should be I need just a couple of those mm-hmm. for my set, and yeah, then they'll be good. Right now, I'm having the hardest time coming up with one liners They all sound like dad jokes.
0: Well, I mean, you're in your environment, so. My dad, dad jokes? Yeah, dad jokes do pretty well, too, to be honest. I haven't told a
1: dad joking forever.
0: But I think the whole thing about a dad joke is you can sit there and just say it on stage, not even really, like you said, you won't have to try. If you a dad joke is funny regardless. Right. <laughs> like, if, I'm telling you this now:
1: if people hear that a girlfriend joke, my girlfriend's pregnant joke, just mm-hmm. gonna be pissed. Well, I mean, because you know. I don't have a girlfriend; she's my girlfriend and fiance. Right. So, but she.
0: Yeah, she probably,
1: wow, you wouldn't like it if she had a joke. People are gonna come up to her.
0: And ask her. And ask her. Yeah, I think the main thing, too, when you try to put your life into the material, is making it to a point where it is funny.
1: Right.
0: But it's not funny to the point where you're go offend the shit out of it. Like your significant other or you embarrassing somebody. I mean, but shit, that's the that's kind of what the world is nowadays. But it was <laughs> an evolution of that joke. Okay.
1: It started out because at the time my sister was pregnant. Mm. And I said, girl, you gotta be the dumbest person ever to get pregnant. But she got pregnant at my aunt's house on the pullout couch. It's, it's, so she it, got pregnant. So it's up. like my sister's pregnant, but the Act right part happened on a pullout couch. Then I watched like Bo Durnham. Said the exact same thing, mm-hmm. so it's like you know what, a lot of white people are uh, uh, joke police. So <sighs> I'm not gonna do that. How can I switch this? And ma- I think I said it at three dead moose. Then Rena Calm said, "You should make that joke about you."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like okay, so how can I make this about me? So I put my girlfriend's pregnant, but don't tell my fiance, which tends to work. And then it leads up into me being engaged, a step to all that. Yeah, so oh, you segue
0: in into a whole other bit from there. right? And there's a lot of things I think um, you can do. Like, you know, I got jokes about shit. And I got jokes about the, the puppy. Look, as, long as the puppy. He can't speak, so he, was, <laughs> <laughs> he might catch me in my sleep. You never Probably know. <laughs> like <daddy>.
1: <laughs> know. See? To all you young ones out there, listen to the vets in here. They'll give you some good advice.
0: I think the one main thing is to be used to or, begin to be comfortable with the failing when you come to write something and oh. you, you get on stage and go to a mic. right. To me, I think that helped me a lot for what I'm doing right now on this journey. How about you? All right, well, I'll tell you this:
1: don't if, if you laugh at it while you're writing it, it probably isn't funny. <laughs> I've learned the jokes that are funny in my book are probably 35% the ones I laugh at are, are funny. Mm-hmm. If I laugh 100% of them, 65% ain't going to be funny at all. Because I've told several jokes that I was like, oh, this is funny. Then I get up there and you hear this complete silence. Mm-hmm. The worst feeling ever. It's just, it's bad. But now you're just like, oh, well, I guess that wasn't funny. Oh, well. Then, but you got to try it a couple more times. A couple, mm. I at least feel like... I try a joke at least six times before I think, oh, yeah, this is not going to be good. Because <laughs> around... If you try it three, the first three times, you're like, okay, it should take you at least three times to figure out what's wrong with that joke if you tell mm. it three times. I tell it six times, and it's still not funny. It's like, yeah, I'm no, done. I don't throw it away. I just don't say it anymore.
0: Mm. I
1: learned not to throw anything
0: away. Well, shit, sure, I still got notebooks full of stuff that I haven't even shit on stage like, I still or,
1: got jokes from Barack was in office really? just last year in office
0: yeah, I found a couple of notebooks of mine I'm like man I ain't even really, I forgot I had these <laughs> you get so used to like trying to come up with new stuff over and over again and personally that's what I was doing before your show preparing for that it's just okay you got shit that you know and you think you can do well on stage with get better
1: right
0: Performing better if you have material that you've written and you think you got a good grasp of it, you need to, like, kind of make that shit damn near roll off the tip of your tongue when you're on know, stage. It's t- go ahead. Not for the future. I just feel like it's pointless to have something that works and not have it, like, second nature to you. Oh, yeah. Like, that would be me to get to the point where, that's one of my goals, is, like, if someone were to walk up to me... Five minutes before a show at the last act. Hey, somebody dropped out. Can you go on stage and give me ten to fifteen minutes? Gotcha. you. Got you. Like Off the top priority. Are- hey,
1: fifteen, no problem. Man. Easy. You yeah. know. I- I'm glad I got to that point. But here's the thing: the thing that annoys me at open mics, comedians. You go to open mic and you go there. You work on something. Mm-hmm. If you're doing the same bit and it's been years and you're still doing the same five minutes, like come on, man. Yeah. It's been it's been a year. You gotta be okay with failing if you wanna progress in it. You just can't keep doing a save five out of open mic because you ain't got nothing new.
0: That's very true. I ain't gonna say no names. No, I'm not even saying names, but. No, fuck it, I'm gonna say your name. <laughs> Bryce is
1: the main culprit of that. Bryce tells the same jokes over and over again yeah. when he goes on that stage.
0: But to me, the main thing is really getting to that point where you got material that worked and you hadn't used it in so long. And then somebody comes up to you like, man, I ain't heard you say that joke in a long time. Like, you're like, damn.
1: Damn, for real? Right, <laughs> you
0: know? Like, it helps you in a way because you think, okay, I, maybe I am decent at this. Secondly, he's like, damn. Motherfucker's really paying attention to you. Right. You know, so that helps you uh, gauge your performance a little bit better, mm-hmm. to me. When
1: you're writing, you don't know what works and what doesn't mm-hmm. work unless you say it. hmm So, it's because people who write jokes and they're just... Leave them in a notebook. It's Like, well, how you know if that works or not? Yeah, You, you not s- It's some people who tell me jokes, and I was like, ooh, if I was a grimy mug, I would that's steal that, make that my own, because I got the perfect punchline for it. <laughs> I don't do that. That's not right. Mm, plus, it doesn't mm-hmm. even sound like we have. To right, that's true I too. Have to make
0: it sound like me Well, what about finding your voice in, in comedy? You know, what was that like for you? That took forever. That literally took forever. Cause you,
1: I think. Because you gave me this advice. I think we were sitting in my basement just talking. He was like, you should do that more. Like what? Because I was telling you a story about the cable man when Mm -hmm. he came to our house. He said, you should do that more. Like what? Just talk natural like that. Tell a story. It's like, I thought I'd do that. Turns out I did not do that at all, bro. I was up there just doing joke and punchline. (laughs) And I was like, oh, man, I ain't paint no picture or nothing. Just do a
0: joke and punchline. The funny thing, I was talking to my boy after the show. He came to the show. And I was like, yeah, bro. That white guy who had the dirty hands up front, man? You stupid. Uh, No. That was (laughs) him? Not him, though. He had the long hair and the glasses. That was him? No, not him. (laughs) But uh, one of my other guys was at the show, too. And I was talking to him like, Alan has the perfect cadence for a comedian. What I like about your comedy style is you got that cadence where it's like, ba-ba-ba-ba. Ba-ba-ba-ba. And then you... Unlike most people, don't want to sh- sh- like change shit up. Like, I don't know if you know you do this, but like you are like one of the brave people that I've met that do that does change the um, Joker. Yeah, up. you yeah, will, you will change you know. a whole cadence of like. And I had Bert on the show, and Bert is like that too. Like Bert's got that. Like he said his his influences are like jazz and other type of music. Is like like if you listen listen to Bert at an open mic, that shit seems like he like. Jazzing and blues with <laughs> it up. like it's, it's so well. Bert talks so, like that, right? right? <laughs> talks like that. Like that's how smooth he is. But like right. you, you'll hit that cadence, like that comedy rhythm that you used to see in most comedies do. And then you slow down. It's like when you say the joke about like Phoenix. Like that's a that's like a that's a whole set. That's a five minute set that you spend talking about Phoenix and that so put, spelling out those jokes. But it's punchlines in there, right? Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, it's it's not hard. like. I'm taking you here. Here's the punishment. It's like, this is this, this, this. And this is my analysis of this situation. And this is why this shit is funny. And then you go, all right, I'm going to go to my cadence. <laughs> like, you go back. Thank right? you, man. That's,
1: y'all need to stop. Y'all going to make me big-headed. No,
0: because, first of all, you gave us an opportunity to be on your show. You didn't right. have to do that. You know, second of all, um, we've all been doing comedy together. And trying to grow our material at the same time and everything. So it's just like. You got it. I, I would get props, but you know I'm not going to start
1: doing that. Yeah. Right. As long as you don't start bowing to me like Tim Watson. It's like, man, if you don't stop that, like, I'm at the bar. Was, I'm sitting right in that middle seat watching both TV say, Alan, oh, my God, oh my, <laughs> you need to stop. Don't do that right
0: here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't bow in front of me like that. That's weird, man.
0: But, yeah, like, Just dude, you find you've, you, you've got that comedic voice, and it's like you're comfortable in it. it works
1: well I tell you this this one, I first I didn't know I had a voice for a comedian but I knew somebody told me I had a voice for attention it was like my first two days at Spoon River College and we were like in the communication class Mm -hmm. and it was quiet and my pencil broke and they're quiet the only time I talk is when she say attendance I raised my hand I was like
0: Uh excuse me And then the whole class Just looked at you at me. you probably were The only black guy in the room too So <laughs> I was
1: not I was not the only black guy in the room I just And Then the teacher's like Oh I never heard you really talk before I didn't hear You know you have a voice for attention And mm-hmm. I was like Oh Okay I didn't know that But thank you <laughs> Like I wasn't even trying My voice just got low I wasn't even trying to like Uh excuse me My pencil broke And then everybody Just turned and looked at me It's like Oh shit Man I'm in the back of class <laughs> that's when I first my communication teacher told me. We got a voice uh, attention grabbing voice. It's like, oh, okay. Didn't know, didn't never thought about that. But now, here now you I, now I am. I'm right here. She came to one of my shows in Macomb too. And really I told is. her about that. Yep. She remembered me and everything. That is what's that up. That right? was crazy. That was love. Last year? That was last year she mm-hmm. came to me. I It's like, man, I haven't been in your class in five
0: years. They still remember, they remember That was dope But yeah That's me Jinx So no other influences
1: no, nothing, nothing new man Nothing Well I am working on a YouTube
0: channel Okay
1: I've wrote a couple
0: skits mm-hmm. I think I saw
1: you post I posted one, one at LJ I wrote that I've been working on that today Working on some new material That's it I'm, I'm trying to get into the skit business Let's Let's say that but I want to fill a whole hole. I got a huge hole from now all the way until October. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's looking for a comedian for a show, go ahead. Or oh, I gotta create my own stage time. You can. which you, that takes forever to do, mm-hmm. man. That takes forever.
0: Find a venue, and I saw your post on Facebook about that. I think that was a pretty dope idea too, man. To really start getting out there, you know. That's what I've been doing the past two years. The Macomb
1: show, I have to create that for myself. The. Uh, the, the show we did Saturday I had to create for myself the only show I didn't really have to create for myself was uh, the uh, it feels like the first time show to the Shrine because Eric contacted me about that he said you want to do this I know you sent out a clip mm-hmm. I said alright cool I did 20 minutes on there that, so that's pretty dope but uh, all the other times I don't mind creating stuff for me gives me time to work on new material sure. do other stuff true but, sure.
0: but yeah, yeah. it still happen man
1: yeah, forty minutes. Yeah, we are, cause you only got the room till seven, and no. my park is at seven thirty.
0: I got to eight. They closed at eight. I did to close. Oh, okay. Well, I'm my park really is now. at seven thirty. No, I just <laughs> wanted to have you on again to get some I want to update on what you got going That's on. That's dope, man.
1: I ain't got, got nothing really going on. other than those skits and stuff. I'm already. How, how do you feel about? I'm on vacation school. from work. That's what That's I've been doing, what, doing all. But day. how do
0: you feel about you know being able to produce this show? And it it
1: did was so fun. well. It was fun. And I'm looking forward to doing it because I'm also co-hosting the mm-hmm. show in October. I'm looking forward to doing it. Man, it's different. Brennan's a cool guy. Uh, Ben's a cool guy. So, no, but I'm, I'm always in work with good people. No, no shady business or nothing like that. Always in work with good mm-hmm. people. First of all, shout out to Michael Hatchett, who just had his son. Yeah, congrats, bro. Just had his son. Let me say that before we go. On. But working with good people. That's all, that's all. I'm for. Mm-hmm. I've always been a good judge of character. She has been. A, I teach them to be a good judge of character. That's all I ask
0: for. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, this one it'll be a quick little episode. I'll probably put it up tomorrow. Uh, okay. You want to put your social media or anything? Yes. Like follow
1: me at Ford of Comedy on Facebook and Instagram. That's at F O R D of Comedy. Uh, like the page, the Ford Effect Podcast. Jordan is also the co host of that. We will be putting new episodes once I find a new home for it. I'm still searching for that. I'm having money issues with that problem as well. And Oh, and look out for the Is He Even Funny comedy special coming out sometime this year, later on this year.
0: Nice. So look out for that. Congrats on getting your special, bro. Thank you, man. Thank, Thank you, you for being on the much. show. I no appreciate it. Even
1: though your mom did fall asleep. And before I leave, a lot of old black people get nervous around black, get nervous around dogs for some reason.
0: Because they don't know them. <laughs> that dog was the nicest thing ever, man. He, still, he stayed you know, and watched the show. If you don't know a dog, no, you don't know a dog. No. My dad's a
1: 303 pound man. Was nervous the entire time sitting Because
0: you never know. Bo was doing security and was really he making everybody. He only was... barked
1: when the door opened. Right. sat and watched some of the show. I think I saw him in my set just sitting there. He was just sitting there for he a while. Hey, I see you, man. <laughs> All
0: right, man. Thank you, man. All right, you're welcome. you. <laughs> Guys enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you follow Alan on Instagram and Twitter at For the Comedy. Don't forget to follow the Instagram page and the Twitter page for the podcast at It's Your World Pod. Underscore. And you can find us on SoundCloud. You can also find us on Apple iTunes, the podcast app. You can also find us on Lipson. So I just go to the pages, and the links are in the bio. You'll be able to check it out. And I want to say again, appreciate you guys checking out this week's show. And yeah, thank you. All right.